Hey friends, welcome to the Pat and Rose Show. On today's episode, what would it look like if you took the CrossFit program and everything you loved about it and you implemented it into the fifth largest school district in the United States? Shannon Lenev, our guest today, is gonna tell us exactly that. Here's what I like about today's program, Rory. Thanks for asking. It is that people probably think we are crazy CrossFitters, right? But they think that we make too much out of our little physical fitness program. Mm -hmm. All aspects of your life are going to change. You name it, what you do at work, what you do at home with your kids. I mean, you know, and she just has story after story about how, no, no, that's actually true. That doing constantly varied function moves at high intensity pervades every other part of your life. So Shannon's doing amazing things out there. In this episode, you will hear the genesis of this program, what hurdles she had to overcome in terms of writing grants and implementing this in the school system with both uh, the safety concerns, the parents involved, uh, and obviously selling it to the school district itself. You'll hear some ways for people who may be in a similar situation, if you're an educator, how you could implement it as well, and then just some really fun stories about the good things that happen when you take this beautiful thing called CrossFit that we all love and you put it into a population of our future generation and, uh, and magic happens. So this was a great conversation, very, very educational episode, and we hope you enjoy our conversation with Shannon. Shannon Lenev, thank you again for coming on the show. We're glad to have you. Thank you for having me. Now, obviously, um, we're going to get into the Clark County School District and what CrossFit's been implemented there. But first, like, we want to get to know you a little bit and and your history with CrossFit, how, how it came to be in your life. Uh, well, really, it had to do with the fact that um, I was promoted as the PE co curriculum coordinator for the school district. Um, our school district has uh, roughly 365 schools in the district. Wow. So we're the fifth largest school district in the country. And when I came on to be the curriculum administrator, I really wanted to transform high school physical education instruction. Because I figured if I can change PE in high school, I can change it anywhere. So someone basically said, you know what? You need to go to Rancho High School. They have a CrossFit program over there with Michelle Van Buren. And I went over there and observed her, and I was completely hooked. So I decided that... That was you for you personally, too. You were like, I'm going to get into it myself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what... Because, you know, I wanted to make sure I knew exactly what CrossFit was about. Uh, I went and did the CrossFit Level 1 certification myself without okay. ever doing CrossFit. Oh, that's my favorite kind Fantastic. of participant. <laughs> and they usually, they start most seminars with like, hey, okay, who's been doing CrossFit 10 years, 5 years, 1 year? Okay, who's brand new? And that's awesome. It was me and my two staff members that raised their hand that we were the only three in the room and everybody else were like, huge ripped out crossfitters and there I am in my like little sweatpants <laughs> and a t-shirt going oh my gosh what am I doing um but good for you I, I mean I, that <laughs> takes that takes a lot of courage and that is the right way you know you've got to educate yourself from the ground floor up if right. you're going to passionately try to change a program right I can't instill a program into a PE instruction and and ask PE teachers to change their whole mm -hmm. curriculum and their instructional practices without doing it myself first absolutely I have uh, I have to uh, before we get it through the experience of level one I have to know some important questions because I always want to know what year was this uh, it was in 2012 okay and who are your instructors 
Oh, good Lord. Um, well, who jumps out? Like, what's an instructor that, that kind of jumps out? Were you at the one where E.C. Sinkowski was, was coaching? Okay. I can't, I'm sorry. I can't remember. It was a blur because I was just trying to survive. Totally. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and if none of the cadre really left an impression, then it was probably Adrian Bosman. <laughs> i can't quite remember it was all a blur to be honest no, no worries no worries I, I uh and actually maybe that would have been the longer time crossfitters that would that's what would jump out at them but usually True. um you know the as an educator like usually our instructors are are something will jump out and grab you because they're fantastic at speaking they're fantastic at transmitting really big ideas in a small amount of time they so. were amazing. Um, I liked the way they broke down the class. Um, it was because my background is in physical education. So my degree is in health and PE. Um, so the anatomy and physiology piece, I understood, thank God. Um, <laughs> because if I was just an English teacher that wanted to do this, I probably wouldn't have passed the test. Um, right. what, I, what I can tell you is I did have a complete fight for my life with a PVC pipe at the end of the oh, class sure, um, yeah. on the second day. <laughs> and um but the com- the camaraderie of the of the participants that were in the class considering I was not a crossfitter they were all screaming and cheering for me and and that atmosphere itself is what I wanted to bring into the Clark County School District classrooms because it's not about um, competing with each other it's competing with yourself and making sure that you are really trying to better yourself personally but at the same time having those students so for us the adults that were in the classroom really making me feel comfortable enough to fight with a you know a pvc pipe at the end um really made a difference for me when when somebody first told you hey you want to do this you should check out rancho crossfit you were obviously not a crossfitter yourself but had you heard of the program or you said they're doing what over there what you know what is crossfit i wasn't completely I didn't completely understand what CrossFit was. Um, I knew that it was, I knew about the CrossFit games. I saw it on TV. Um, I didn't realize the structure that they had with regards to breaking down the functional movements Mm -hmm. um, and really getting into the science behind um, fitness, which is what, Traditionally speaking, physical education lacks um, across the board um, nationwide as we're we're very sport oriented, not fitness oriented. So um, when I was able to observe Michelle at Rancho CrossFit and I saw how the students interacted with each other, um, they tried to really better themselves and they um, just the camaraderie and the fact that it didn't it didn't have to be uh, an athlete that was the one in the class. It was just your everyday child. Um, that to me resonated really well, and I wanted to bring that across the board um, to other schools in the school district. Kudos to her because Ran- Rancho is Clark County, right? To be clear, she's one. Of your, one of, she's in your school district, but she, that that goes back to 2010, if I'm not mistaken. That affiliate. And so she she was really, you know, paving the way. Yes, she she I call her our ground zero school um, because she is the reason why we have grown today. I mean, what we did in the district 
uh, from my standpoint is, you know, that's the easy part. It's, it's getting the hook, that beginning hook, which is what yeah. she did. Yep. Um, and to be able to, I, I literally sat down and listened to students for about an hour. Tell me how their attendance rate went up, how um, some of the boys said they had rage issues and, you know, behavioral problems and how it resonated with them personally. And then how it transitioned to the home where their parents were working out and doing CrossFit uh, movements with uh, them in the garage or oh, going awesome. to a box and, and the whole family was involved. That to me was, um, was the turning point for me to be able to bring that to Clark County. I've got something real quick because I know Roe wants to go down a road, but exactly what you said is so perfect. We obviously didn't contact you beforehand and pay you to say that. No. You know, because one of the things we always say, which is so cool about CrossFit, and people probably think we're saying it just because we're members of HQ, is we really, CrossFit undersells and it overdelivers. And what I mean by that is we say, okay, you know what? It's a, it's the, the most effective strength and conditioning program in the world, so you're going to get in shape. And like, okay, and that's right. all we say. Because if we told them all the other things that would actually happen, they'd think we were crazy. It's like, no, 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 you know what? Not only are you going to get in shape, you're going to develop new friends in a social circle, and you're going to have more confidence, and you're going to sleep better. Your relationships will be better with your friends and at work. It'll change all these aspects of your life. They're like, okay, look, we're just deadlifting. Let's not get out easy of control. Psycho. Right, easy. Easy yeah. psycho. Easy psycho. But that's truly what happens. It, it, it changes every you know, asset, a facet of your life. So it, it just warms my heart to hear that you and your kids are experiencing precisely what we say the program delivers. It definitely delivers, but it does start with the instructor. So Michelle Van Buren has that rapport with her students. Um, so when you want to deliver this type of program, to a district or to a, a group of educators, you have to find that individual that is right for the program. So it's it's a lot of work. So that's why I put myself and my two staff members through level one to make sure that one, it was doable for the PE teachers and two, that I understood what was required of those teachers because I needed to then create a support system for them to sustain the program over a period of time. Difficult. I heard changing the entire nature of a PE program across 300 schools was super easy. You get no <laughs> resistance. Everyone's like, yeah, do whatever you want, Shannon. Have at it. <laughs> <laughs> the, I don't. Before we go down the road of the nitty gritty of how you actually managed to do what Pat's saying, which I'm sure was extremely difficult, I kind of would love to back out because as a as a parent and and Pat's a father as well, um, you know I I have my eyes on the school system and I know that at least where we are, there's a tremendous amount of fundraising. There's a tremendous amount of outside support that has to come from parents because when you're loose on funding, the first thing to go typically, it would be physical education, then enrichment programs like um, arts and music. Um, so if you were to like paint a picture of the state of physical education at school, like public schools in the United States, can you, I know it's a huge question, but can you, can you brushstroke it? Um, I think... Typically, it's not a tested subject, so it's not a, a core content area for um, the standards within the instructional day. So English, math, science, those are what we call core subjects. So physical education is not 
uh, typically looked at as a core subject, depending on the state. And uh, there's not a lot of money that goes towards physical education. So we have to be creative in how we fund programs like this. So we usually look for outside sources like grant funds, um, or we, uh, you know, do the, the student fundraisers and whatnot. So PE teachers work really hard to get um, what they deliver to their students, meaning they work twice as hard to secure funds, whether it's through grant funds or it's, you know, doing car washes on the weekend or whatnot to, to be able to fund their program because English, math, and science are, are the core subjects within the United States. So they typically have more money um, thrown at them, so to speak, within their programs. So it's, it is quite difficult. Um, it's doable, but you have to be really creative in, in securing funds. Are there states that do consider physical education as a core curriculum or no? Um, not. Not to your knowledge? Not to my knowledge. Not, okay. to, not in the sense of what I'm talking about. Sure. Um, the, the federal government doesn't say that it's a, it's a core content area. Cool. And then not, not so that you can um, pat yourself on the back per se, but I'm interested to know, like when you came to this position, when you took over, what was the state in Clark County of the physical education program? Was it decent? Was it um, about to go away? Where, where, where did where did the where did the situation stand? It was a decent program. Um, it wasn't it wasn't going away in, in Nevada. We have academic content standards for physical education. Oh, great. Um, they're they're gray banded, so it's um, K two three five. 6, 8, and 9, 12. So for Nevada, we have two credits of high school for graduation requirements dedicated to PE. So that so that's two years. Um, but we also have a waiver where if you're an athlete, then you can get a waiver for your second year of physical education. So um, it's not the strongest statewide, um, but it's better than some. Yeah. Um, our program in Clark County was strong, but it was more sports-based, and sports-based typically does not um, speak to all students because not all students are athletes or are comfortable with a specific sport. So I wanted to bring a more fitness-based program to the Clark County School District, and what was nice um, that paved the way for me was the fact that Nevada was revising their their Nevada academic content standards. So that's like the foundational piece of what we use to build curriculum for school districts. So they were revising the standards and we I was on the writing team for that and we were able to change the standards um, and put that more in alignment with a fitness-based program. So it just, it kind of all came to fruition at the same time, which was nice. It, yeah. All the, everything was aligning for us. And just, sorry, just to follow on that, when you write a grant, what, what do you mean by that, that you were able to change the curriculum standards? Is that like you went to Capitol Hill kind of thing and uh, changed the law, you know, through the, the senator, the, the house, or how did that work? So in Nevada, we have um, standards are cycled through seven years. So our PE standards were on the docket to get revised and the state department of education invited me to go up north to um, be on the writing task force to change um, the the 
the state standards for physical education. So there was other PE teachers on the committee, and these are representatives from all over the state, not just Clark County. And we were able to look at the national standards for physical education, which were more fitness-based anyway. So um, we were able to change those fitness, those standards to fitness-based standards. And then from the Clark County School District side, once those standards are vetted and approved by the school board um, at the state level, then the school districts then can come and, um, well, Clark County can uh, write curriculum based off of those state standards. So we, for CrossFit, we were able to write a functional fitness class for high school. Um, and within that course, we were able to say in order to teach CrossFit at our high schools to teach functional fitness, the course of fun functional fitness, they must, the teachers must be certified level one and CrossFit kids. And so we, not all of our teachers obviously teach functional fitness and not all of our teachers are CrossFit level one or, or CrossFit kids certified, but those teachers that are teaching functional fitness in the high school must have those credentials and those credentials must be shared with my office. I have to make sure that the school is also affiliated and then um, that's how we build the program. That's so cool. It's a lot of work. So fantastic. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah, congratulations. I'm sure beneficial. And maybe I missed this at the beginning of the program, but you got your position, you took your new job. And did you have it in your mind already that a major, massive over, overhaul of the PE system was needed? Or did you just kind of survey the land and somebody said, hey, check out CrossFit, and then the switch went on? Well, I taught PE for nine years prior to becoming an administrator. So I knew the atmosphere of physical education okay. instruction within Clark County. Um, I knew the curriculum that we currently had, which was more sports-based, which is what I taught when I was teaching PE. Um, um, so my mindset was uh, when I was hired as the PE administrator uh, that I wanted to change instruction to be more fitness-based to reach more students. And what would we see? So, you know, you're in this world every day seeing kids march down the hallways and all this stuff. You know, are you, you know back when I went through high school, actually I was the heavy set kid back then, believe it or not. <laughs> I was the heavy set kid in gym, in gym class. And, you know, we just... Gym class back then wasn't anything about trying to curb childhood obesity. There was never a concern of chronic disease. There was never it was it was just you'd play some dodgeball. You were happy to get out of class for 45 minutes, then you'd go back. Given the state of what's happening, you know, with with youth these days, were you guys seeing each year that goes by more overweight or potentially obese kids roaming the hallways? You know, being ostracized in the old sports-based gym class. Yes, I think that's a, across the nation, not just in Clark County. I believe that it's an epidemic that we um, sometimes feel like we don't have control over those variables that come into play. I mean, um, we don't follow the kids home and watch what they eat or we don't, you know, mm -hmm. we're not on them about, you know, exercising every day and at least getting out and, and moving. Um, so it it is frustrating as a as a physical a former physical education teacher to see that these students are struggling 
not only with the physical aspect, but also the the body image, the self-esteem, um, you know, attendance, not feeling comfortable in the classroom. So yes, it, it is an issue across the board uh, nationwide. So we wanted to um, really be able to provide an opportunity for those types of students to feel like they're important and to be able to feel like they uh, have a community that they can go to and feel comfortable in their own skin. Um, and we're talking not just obese students or overweight students, but also special needs students. Um, mm. We have an amazing school uh, a teacher at Valley High School who had um, 15 special ed students in their functional fitness course. And oh, they wow. were, work yes, with other students. So we're talking about 35, 40 students with 15 special ed students in their classroom, and they were moving and doing the workouts to their ability. Mm -hmm. um, but they but together, could, together, together as wow. a community um, in a safe and respectful learning environment. So those are the, the types of things that are going on in Clark County, where it just warms my heart that that this is happening because of one original one teacher that just made me um, passionate about uh, changing PE instruction and having that, I call it a carrot, to dangle in front of those teachers to say, hey, look, um, we, we secured grant funds from the Centers for Disease Control, mind you, um, is where we got our grant funds from. Okay. And here, this is what we want to do. And we started very small. We started with 10 schools, 10 high schools, um, and started small. And then we were so successful that I was able to write. And the grant that we secured originally was in partnership with the Southern Nevada Health District. So we had that aspect, you know, talking about child obesity prevention. Um, we were able to secure funds uh, as they were a sub a grant awardee with us, um, we were so successful with that grant that we were able to secure more funding through the CDC where the Southern Nevada Health District held the money and CCSD were the sub-awardee for that grant. So we've been doing this for six, seven, eight years now, seven oh, years, wow. I think, okay. with two grants. Um, and the first grant, we didn't have a um, a how do I say it? We didn't have a uh, research application for the first grant because it wasn't a research application grant. But the second grant, which we just finished, we had a research application for. So we have some... I'm sorry, differentiate those. What, what are the requisites for a... Um, so I can't remember. The first grant basically was just to... to it was a, a grant where you had to identify change what you wanted to change. So for us, it was increasing physical, moderate to vigorous physical activity. Um, and I'm going to backtrack a little bit, bit sure, for a second. Sure. Um, the first grant that we had with the Centers for Disease Control, um, they, when we applied for the grant, I wrote CrossFit into the grant. Yeah. I said, I'm going to change physical activity. I'm going to increase moderate to vigorous physical activity by using CrossFit, and I'm going to attempt to, you know, decrease, um, we, we didn't have measurements in the, in the sense of like childhood obesity, mm -hmm. 
or anything like that. But we used um, fitness assessments. We we used SoFit, which is the system for observing fitness instruction time, okay. which you basically watch two random kids and you tally every time um, they are moderate to vigorous um, physical activity, whether they engage with the teacher or not. So there's this whole um, percent, this whole tallying system where you watch these random students and you try to see if you increase MVPA, which is moderate to vigorous physical activity. And then we um, did fitness pre and post assessments for, um, I'm going to use my cheat sheet for a second, for body composition, um, for flexibility, muscular strength and endurance, and aerobic capacity. So those were the measurements that we used. But Re Sorry, read, read those off one more time. Sorry, body, body composition, which yep. was BMI, so height and weight, uh, muscular strength and endurance. So we use the number of curl-ups and um, push-ups completed in a specified time. And then flexibility, which is in inches uh, with the sit and reach test. And then aerobic capacity, which is the time used to run one mile, um, which was adjusted for age, gender, and body mass index. Okay. So those were the measurements that we used. So if you were to compare it the first grant was like trial and error so to speak where we're trying to figure out how this all plays into effect and how this works with 10 high schools additional to rancho so 11 total um and we did that for three years but there wasn't a research grant so we couldn't share our our data with public because we didn't okay. ask permission from parents to use the data. Does that make sense? I see. It does, yeah. Beforehand, you would have said this is possible that it's going to be right. distributed. Right. Okay. Right. And we couldn't do a research application because the, the grant application that we received was not it had nothing to do with research. Now, and, and did the did the CDC specify those tests that you mentioned, or did you guys make those up? Uh, we did. Forward? Okay. Cool. I want to work on. Because... We're going to work on those with you moving forward. Okay, so um, break the worldwide open into it also. Okay, okay, <laughs> um, and we used we used those specific um, tests because physical education teachers already use those fitness tests. Got it. So we we didn't want to overwhelm them mm -hmm. with, hey, you have to be CrossFit level one, you have to be CrossFit kids, and now I'm going to give you a different fitness assessment because they yeah. probably would have, you know, right, shake their at whole the world upside down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad enough to ask teachers to change instruction so <laughs> but um but with that being said to find those teachers i we had an application process i had a rubric that scored the application it was very official um and then i went out we had a cut score and then i went out and i observed teach the teachers in their practice so in in teaching so and then I was looking for a specific type of teacher that I knew that would um wouldn't be resistant to change mm -hmm. and were able to see the bigger picture which is all about the students um and to make sure that there was a safe and respectful learning environment for all students so that was like phase one for us so that was 10 schools plus rancho and then because I just love work right. uh, <laughs> and a challenge, we decided to uh, apply for another grant from the CDC. And really, the CDC was so impressed with um, their site visits to um, 
uh, West CTA, which is a career and technical academy in Valley High School and then Rancho, um, that there was another funding source that came out. So we applied for that. Um, but this time the Southern Nevada Health District applied for it and we were the sub-awardee. And then, so then in my infinite wisdom, um, I decided to add my attempt was to add 39 more schools. Awesome. To have a collective group of 50, um, but it wasn't just it wasn't just high schools. It was elementary, middle, and high schools with a feeder alignment to to try to build capacity and sustainability in the sense of here grades three through five. I'm at this elementary school when I leave fifth grade and go to sixth grade. I'm at this middle school. They also have functional fitness. So I'm gonna do that wow, for another good for year. you. And by the time they get to high school, they're gonna be like awesome CrossFitters. So that's like I played that's Texas amazing. high school football, and in elementary school they had us drilling a little bit. Then we ran the same plays in middle school that we ran in high school, and we were successful. Um, so if, if if people if people have uh, maybe Googled Clark County or they've seen the video that you were featured in by CrossFit.com. This is where the story would have ended. That was your goal was to have those teachers implemented in this place. So you're going to catch us up now. Yes, catching up. So um, lessons learned. Um, we we didn't hit our total 50 mark. We're at roughly 48 um, schools um, because, pretty you know, close. there's. Yeah, it is pretty close. I'm kind of bummed, though. I <laughs> wanted 50. Um, I can tell you you're an overachiever. Yeah, I am. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, transition um, in our, our transient rate in our school district with teachers. So, um, we, we lost some teachers to, you know, new jobs out of state, moving to other schools, those types of things. So that was the one piece that I didn't particularly like because you have to make sure that the affiliation gets transferred, um, to the new school with the teacher or if there is another CrossFit level um, certified teacher at the original school, then you can transfer it over. So the logistics of that was kind of um, tricky um, when, when you have 50 schools that you are tracking. So, um, but I think we're at, um, um, if I'm not mistaken, 48, um, we, we reached 48 schools, but here there's a couple, there's a couple exciting things. So I didn't mention with a grant, we were able to give, we were able to pay for the CrossFit level one and the CrossFit kid, kids course for every teacher that we certified. That's so incredible. the first, the first grant, we only certified one teacher and in, in Clark County PE at the secondary level is um, typically segregated. So all boys, all girls. Um, so we only certified one, so it could have been a male teacher, it could have been a female teacher, so that um, was a lesson learned because people are kind of, you know, hey, uh, you're giving him something that right. I didn't get, and or you're giving her something that I didn't get. Got to so, be fair and um, square. Yeah, fair and square. So I was fair and square in the sense that, well, you didn't fill out the application, so I can't <laughs> help you. Um, but I'm over here writing grants like my life depends on it. You right, can't even fill out your right, paperwork. Right. Come on. So, um, so with the second grant, we, we said it had to be one male, one female. So, um, you had a team. So the girls, um, got functional fitness for all girls class or boys, all boys class, or they combined and they had a, um, Rancho is, is, is not segregated. So they, they co-mingle, which is my preference, um, yeah. because I think PE should be co-ed across the board, but 
Um, every school's different. So um, we were also able to secure $10,000 of equipment for each school. So with, wow. with the grant funds. So That's they started, fantastic. yes. So they started off with $10,000 of um of instructional, we call it instructional supplies. And um, what was nice is over a period of time, the principals um, who completely support this program started to add their own general funds to the program to sustain the program over a period of time. So we've had, we have schools with rigs, um, up and wow. running rigs in their How room. How cool is um, that? Like 20, 20 to 30 foot rigs in their room, um, double rooms. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Um, and, and, the, and the principals are really, uh, the administrative teams at the schools are really supporting um, our office and then all of, all of the teachers. And then we have, we have schools even now that the, the grant ended this um, September, October of 2017, we have schools that still call me and say, I want to start a CrossFit program. What do I need to do? And I say, well, I don't have any grant funds anymore. Okay, but what do I need to do? And so we have multiple schools that are starting functional fitness CrossFit programs at their school, not because I'm giving them $10,000 because they know it's important and they know it's what's best for students. And you can see that change and that camaraderie uh, across the board in the school. I mean, when I was observing one of the schools um, mid-year last year, they she was in a back room. She didn't even have like a typical CrossFit room. She had a back um, auxiliary gym that she was pulling equipment out, putting in every day. The kids were doing that. And the students that were in general PE would stop and and peer in the window and go, oh, I, I want to be in that class. I want to be in that class. Okay. And uh, there was just a laundry list of kids on the wait list for these classes because they all wanted to be in the functional fitness class, but there That's wasn't incredible. there wait wasn't list. any room. <laughs> yes, there wasn't any room for them. And then they get all involved. They have their own CrossFit um, affiliate names, so they have their own T-shirts, and then it's more no like. Yeah, I'm a, I'm in Rancho CrossFit, and we're all walking around, and so you know it's it's just that whole um, love and and pride of being part of something, a, a yeah. part of the community within the school community. I, I even saw that they had like at Rancho at least um, student officers, or or I don't know what their actual function or role was, but I saw there's like a president of the the club. Yeah, that's so cool. And that's the, and that's the other thing that we did with the grant that I forgot to mention was um, we had grant funds to start a before or after school um, CrossFit club or a functional fitness club. Um, I saw that. And that was at the elementary school level all the way up to the secondary level. Meaning that these kids who were on a wait list or who couldn't come or who even their parents couldn't pick them up, their latchkey kids could be in a CrossFit program instead of sitting around watching cartoons and eating goldfish. Absolutely. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a fantastic offering. First of all, goldfish crackers are delicious. Okay. Not, nothing against them. Absolutely <laughs> delicious. I was just saying, how I'd dare say you? Wad. Yeah, yeah. wad first and then Second goldfish. of all, yes. uh, <laughs> Shannon, I'm sure with the videos came out. Like you said, you got emails or phone calls based upon that. I'm sure just people in your area started hearing about it. Hopefully, this podcast has a bunch of reach. And I'm sorry, but you may very well get inundated again. And if the, <laughs> if the steps are long, do you have, and if not, I would recommend you do, 
uh, a bullet point, an email that you could just copy and paste and shoot out to people? Like, mm-hmm. if people reach out to you, you know, do you have some set things just to guide them? We we do. Okay, um, good. Because when that video did come out, I New York. Um, Maine, Michigan, all all these places were calling me and asking how do I start this and Excellent. and what what I tell them is first it, it all depends on um you know the structures that are in place in your school district obviously we're very large so we have a little bit more structures than um let's say you know a smaller school district I mean we worked with legal risk uh, management I'm uh, facilities all all of these things that people don't realize that if you're really going to start a program like this, because, um, you know, we, we had to bolt things to the floor and who knew you have to call facilities and say, Hey, can I bolt this to the floor? Um, so there was some parameters and, and obstacles that I overcame, but you know, those are things that I share with people because it's something that they probably don't think about. They're just saying, Hey, I want to start this CrossFit program. It's really awesome. How do I do it? Um, and then communication to parents is very, important because you know there are there are people that are scared of crossfit because they only maybe see the crossfit games and um you know we we typically have teachers if if they're not able to articulate that to the parents and the parent they give the their my phone number to the parents and then i talk to them and then you know obviously it's up to them because it's their child um but we've had more um typically speaking, more injuries in physical education than in CrossFit and, or functional fitness. You know, we would 100% <laughs> believe that. I'm Fully in line I'm, with what you'd expect. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, you know, I've been doing CrossFit forever, so is Rory. You know, you, you know the benefits yourself personally. You see it, and you see a lot of stuff that's probably intangible, right? So-and-so carries themselves differently. They stand a little taller. You said you do have some data from whatever, you know, the mile time run, the sit reach, whatever it happens to be. Is somebody routinely and accurately tracking that data um, so that your case can be further bolstered as to why this works, why more schools should do it? Or is, is that just something that you guys know is happening, but you can't really show anybody the log books of, you know, here's the proof is in the pudding? So this last grant we we did write a grant uh, i'm sorry a research application so i do have data that i can share with you awesome um for I this you off in the middle of that story that's why pat didn't hear it that, that's okay <laughs> oh no um and i, I didn't fit, um articulate my question uh, as well as i should have on top of the physical data you know oh, that oh, oh. like test scores uh, better attendance yes. in class like all those little things which you see happening and you know are happening but might be hard to quantify can that data be tracked and is it being tracked it's it, it can be tracked is it being tracked no sure it's um, very hard it, it's very very hard um but the the students and the teachers anecdotally have shared that with us right okay. um and those re- and those anecdotal pieces have been shared in um, some of the reports that we have um, issued at the uh, to the centers um, for disease control within our within the, the aspect of our grant. Okay, and then I'm also curious, just from I'm up here in Washington State, and I'm amazed. I love what you did. It's incredible, and I hope that schools around the nation follow suit. I personally cannot believe that you pulled it off really i mean the, it's the, only the schools up here but the, but the schools up here you 
like our kids are not allowed to play tag on the recess field. Stop you, you, it. No, are you I'm, I am dead serious. You are not allowed oh. to to run after another human being and lay your hand on them. I'm being dead serious. But and so somehow you convinced the school to deadlift, which just blows my <laughs> mind. Like I, I I see the obstacle the size of like a mountain in front of you that you must have had surmount. What what were some of your biggest hurdles? Uh, risk management was one and legal was the other. So I, I, I say the joke all the time that I have sold my, my soul to the devil, so to speak, because <laughs> right. I, I basically had to say, I will be responsible. Um, because the biggest, the, from a district standpoint, the biggest issue is liability, right? We want to make sure that we aren't sued and, um, we, that our kids it's are the society safe. society that we live in. Correct. And, and, and mind you, that is extremely important. And and there there are structures in place that protect a district. And and so working with legal and with risk management, you don't look at that as uh, an obstacle. It's a gift because they are the ones that know um, the the risk side of things or how much something would cost if X, Y, and Z happened. So um, I basically uh, worked with them and said, I will be the sole responsible person in the sense of I have to make sure that I have everybody's CrossFit level one certificate and their um, kids course certificate and their affiliation paperwork. So I am the keeper of that. Our office Everything's is above of board. Correct. Um, when it's not, then I have to go in and say, Hey, um, you can't teach that class because you did not um, take the level one or I don't have your paperwork. Um, so, but working with them, even though um, I think I said earlier that that w- like was an issue or a barrier, I guess that's not really not correct. It's just knowing what I didn't know and, and looking down the road and saying, hey, this might be an issue. I'll give you an example of the rig, for example, is... I don't. I can't, I can't remember what the cutoff for the height is, but they had questions. Well, well, is it fixated to the wall or is it fixated to the ground? Can you fall from it? How far mm-hmm. from the top of it to the bottom would you fall? You know, so safety right. issues is is. And I'm thinking, well, we have these these types of things in our regular weightlifting class. It's the same thing. So having a PE certified person that's communicating with risk management or communicating with legal to explain, well, we already have this and it looks like this, that is helpful because, um, otherwise you won't be able to get, um, your point across or to get what you need to get the program started. If that makes sense. Um, we are very blessed that we have a grants department, that we have a risk management department, we have a legal department. So those skill sets that I don't have, um, helped me strengthen my application for the CDC. And I think that's why we were successful because we have all of these divisions that work together to make sure that the programs that we offer in the Clark County School District are are safe and strong. And, and CrossFit is one of those programs that, that is successful because of all the different um, the different staff that we have in, in our school district to make sure that that our kids are are safe and and happy. Wow, 
Well, and, and as the as the fifth largest school district in the nation, that has to be good for everyone who's who's not a large mm-hmm. thing. That you guys are leading the way. Um, this is this is random, but I'm curious why uh, Vegas is not the fifth largest city in the nation. So why is your county so large, or why there's why is the district so big? Is that hard to answer? <laughs> I don't know. We make up seventy five percent of the state. Our oh, school wow. district. Wow. So I'm I'm not sure why. Um, but it we, is. Yeah. We, have, we span a a huge um uh a huge amount of um land, so to speak. So we have, and that's the other thing that I didn't tell you. We have rural schools. We have inner city schools. Um, we, I mean, we, our furthest school, I think is almost two hours away. Um, wow. and, and, and we have, and, and they're a CrossFit school. So, um, cool. they are, so we have kids that we have schools that are super tiny and we have schools that are super huge. Um, so, and everything in between. So it's just very, um, unique and, but we're successful. So, yeah. Well, and again, like, yeah, regardless of the reason why it's, it, it's cool that you guys are leading the way and, and, uh, and basically creating systems by which other folks who don't have those same resources, don't have the same size or the same poll. Like you're, you know, you're working with the CDC for God's sakes, like to, uh, it's, that's pretty cool to have that implemented and you're really building the infrastructure that people can, can build upon, which is fantastic. Thank you. you. Know, and, and let's, and let's get down to brass tacks all those schools, all those kids or whatnot, do we know who has the top male and female Fran time? Do we know who is just... <laughs> who's the, Not me! <laughs> that, kid, that kid should get a special t-shirt every week, you know, front of, front of the line privileges in the lunchroom, boy and girl. I would guess it's probably Rancho. <laughs> They've yeah. been doing it for so long. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's true. Well, I said, you know, front of the line privileges in the lunchroom this was actually one of rory's questions that i'm going to steal because it's excellent has any of this infiltrated to what's served in school lunchrooms or is that too much of a tall order at this point i i would i would say i mean they're not really connected um we do have we do have uh one thing that did come up was kids weren't eating and their workouts were so uh rigorous that um we had to make sure that we reiterated to the students that they had to eat because they were burning so many calories. And then some kids um, were almost passing out in class. Uh, another question came up today, actually. Um, one of the schools was asking if a student could take functional fitness twice in the same day because ah. we have. I said, absolutely not. Because Good for you. you know, Good call. And and the, and, and it, the funny part was they uh, it was uh, the guidance and counseling department within our division um, asked because they're part they they're in charge of scheduling and a principal asked and and I said absolutely not you cannot do that and and the um, comment was well it's a repeatable course you can get a PE credit and then you can get an elective credit so we made it um, the course itself to be, uh, very, uh, loose in the sense that it could meet many different, um, credit criteria for students, depending on their schedule, which is really good. Um, but I said, it has nothing to do with credits. It has nothing to do with whether it's a repeatable course. It has to do with the fact that the course is so rigorous that you'll have kids passing out or, or they're not eating enough. Um, so you, you don't want to provide that 
or si simpler, simpler still. It's just you know once is enough. You know that the effective dose is not a requirement of two a days, right? Uh, so uh, just to clarify, um, it's so they they can take the class twice to satisfy those um, credits, so to speak, over over their four year high school term. But could they do it all four years? Like, can can kids have the continuity of all four years? Oh wow, that's yes. so cool. So even though even though we um. The state only requires two credits of physical education um, to graduate. So what happens is if I'm a freshman coming in and I take functional fitness, it will bucket for a our first year of PE requirement. So when I'm a sophomore, it'll bucket as my second year of PE. And when I'm a junior, it'll bucket as an elective credit. And then my senior year, it'll bucket as an elective credit. Okay. It satisfies those just like basically in the order that they want to check boxes. Um, okay. I, I love stories. I want to take it to, uh, I want to go now to kind of like the, the happy place of, you, you said there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of anecdotal stories, right? And I can only imagine from, uh, what jumped out of my mind as you were saying the, um, the, uh, inter, uh, commingled classes, you know, we have boys and girls together in this, in the schools where we have that, but especially like where a special ed student is working out with, um, a general population, there must be some really cool. You keep on using um, the uh, some some terminology that we hear all the time, right? Like that there's there's great community. But can you tell me like are there specific examples you have of things that teachers have told you? You don't have to use names if you don't want to, but like I don't know. Are there are there standout shining examples of a story where you heard something uplifting? So I'll I'll change it to not a student based story, but a teacher based story. So okay. we have. Um, a career and technical academy called Southeast Career and Technical. And with the before and after school activities, if you were a staff member at that school, you could also go and and participate in the CrossFit club or the functional fitness club. And we had uh, a teacher at that school. This te the teacher, um, the CrossFit teacher is amazing. He had a little punch card and and the the teachers pay like $10 for the punch card. You get 40 punches and that money went into the general fund to buy PE equipment for the students. So he was really smart. Um, so this particular teacher, she was very overweight um, and she sent him an email and basically said, so I started your your before and after school activity club and um, I couldn't even clean my house on the weekends. I couldn't move around. I wasn't able to do anything. Um, and then Thanksgiving came and then I found myself cleaning the house, vacuuming, going up and down stairs and being able to do all of these normal everyday activity movements that Typically, I wasn't able to do because I was overweight. So she had lost and uh, not I don't I'm not sure how much weight she lost, but it was the fact that her energy level went up, that she did her own house cleaning, which, you know, sounds arbitrary. But for some people, those everyday normal tasks are very difficult for people who are obese or overweight or morbidly obese. So she wanted to thank the teacher for providing that opportunity for her because she came religiously on a daily basis and had worked out with the students. And then the students were able to see a different side of her as, as a teacher. So that's one, one particular story that I always liked. Um, 
and, and then, then there I'm, was I'm another. I'm sure that she got a bunch of questions from people that watched her body transform, and then it just the cycle continues and continues. Yeah. It, it does. It does. Com and, camaraderie was the name was the word you used earlier that I was trying yes. to search for, but yeah. The, yes. Sorry. The camaraderie is is um, it's it's pride in being part of that functional fitness class at that particular school. Um, West CTA has an amazing um, Instagram page where they put all of their workouts on, on the Instagram page and pictures and videos. They are amazing. Uh, the students absolutely love everything that they're doing over there. So um, the schools get involved. We have monthly um, workouts where the, the schools meet at different locations and then the kids go and they all do um, workouts as a group. Um, we also have Friday night lights. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yes. Um, Rancho CrossFit, man, she's the bomb. She does that every year. Um, it started. Oh, for, so for the open or just in general? Yeah. yeah okay. So she, um, Michelle, um, works on that every year. And we were able to help pay for some of those things with when we had grant funds. But it's really amazing to sit, um, well, not even sit, but stand and, and interact uh, with all the students from all over the schools. I mean, we had, I think, over 30 schools last year at the Friday Night Lights. Wow. And to see little elementary kids next hmm. to special ed kids in high school, next to, you know, shredded out guys that are, you know, all into CrossFit, to somebody that's very overweight and struggling with a box just to do their, you know, box jumps. I mean, it's amazing to see. And the parents that come out and all of the teachers that support and the administrators that support those kids. It's just, it's, it's ever life-changing for me professionally, for sure. Wow. That wow. Is, yeah. That is amazing. I, I, I will come and see that. You should. I will come and see that. I swear to you, if that's not this year, then it will be next year because that is tremendous. You'll be blown away for sure. I was going to say, I don't want to blow it out of proportion, but you know, Ro and I get to hear a lot of cool CrossFit stories. It's what we do for a living. And, and the picture that you just painted of what CrossFit's doing and, you know, the community that's built, the barriers that are broken down, the kids that are now rubbing elbows that maybe wouldn't have rubbed elbows before, that's one of the most heartwarming and just makes me feel good head-to-toe stories that I've heard in a long time. Thank you. It's awesome. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I'm sure you have a million more of them and we would love to talk to you all day, but in respect of your time, I know you got to get out of here. Um, we, we talked generally about the fact that you do have a way for people to kind of follow the framework that you built. How are you comfortable with people getting in touch with you? And would you give that information out? Sure. They can, um, call me at work. Uh, the phone number is 702-799-8451. Or they can email me. Um, my email address is L-A-N as in Nancy, E as in Edward, V as in Victor, S as in Sam, B as in boy, at NV, that's for Nevada, dot CCSD for Clark County School District, dot net. Good for you. That's fantastic. And then we'll be looking for, uh, for all the schools on the, uh, on the social media as well. Um, Thank you. Maybe the next time that we come to Vegas, it'll be, it'll be the most healthy trip that I've ever had yes. to Vegas because I'll come to visit you guys. <laughs> exactly. And, I'll, and it will be a, a wholesome and healthy and wonderful visit to Vegas. 
Yes, absolutely. Cool. Shannon, thank you so much for all the knowledge and the stories and, and um, really proud of, uh, proud and uh, honored that you guys um, have done so much with CrossFit. It's, it's an amazing thing you're doing. And so for what it's worth, it's my digital hug, yes. you know, across, <laughs> across you. the airway. Thank you very much, Shannon. Thank you. It was very nice meeting both of you. And thank you for all the support. I really do appreciate it. Keep up the good work. We'll be seeing all you right, soon. Take thank care. you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Hey, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. As always, hit us up at Pat and Rowe Show at CrossFit.com if you have questions, concerns, comments, or hopefully compliments, amazing ideas for future guests. See you guys out on the interwebs.